on a sleigh ride together with you. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. This is an out of cycle. I don't want to say breaking news. That's not fair, but an out of cycle update specifically for Satama. The CERTIC audit was completed a little bit ago and was distributed. And as expected, certain people simply were not satisfied with the results. But the price movement started to jump based on the news as people clearly were waiting on the CERTIC audit at least to get a result even if they were not going to be necessarily pleased with the result. And the reason for this update is to inform you that this was the case in case you get an alert on your podcast app. But I also wanted to go through the report and show you what I see, talk about it, and what was found. According to Certic, there were no criticals. And I, you know, you, you've heard my criticism of what they call critical and what they call major. But they didn't have any criticals. They didn't have any majors. They didn't even have any mediums. All they had was minor and informational pieces. And when I'm looking at the summary of what they came back with, most of these have to do with coding standards. Um, there's a little bit for performance. There's a little bit for clean code. And the, the nature of the way that this project, for those who didn't know, this project was written by someone else, and then the current team took it over, and they brought it to the point that it is. And then the original writer kind of stepped back. And so the original, the current development team I know has done a lot to try to clean things up. The one thing I will call out for the list of what was found is by and large, they did work to try to fix what was reported, even though they didn't really have to. So things such as um, gas, optimizing gas, which that was, that was an issue I had with, with trading Satama in the beginning. Um, and the network plays a part of it, but, Apparently, that was found by the CERTIC team, and they worked to fix it, did the Satama team, so that's good. And then some of the other things, um, incompatibility with deflationary tokens. This one, I'm going to read a little bit deeper on that one because I am very intrigued by what that means. Because remember, they're reviewing the uh, the uh, wallet, the Cytomass wallet, not necessarily a token. So I want to kind of look and see what they're talking about on something like that one. But I'll just go down the list really quick. This shouldn't take too long because there's not really much here. Um, missing input validation. So in code, what you normally want to see is that anytime there's an input of some kind that you verify the input. So like, for example, are you validating that you got numeric as opposed to alpha, or are you validating that it meets your length standards? Are you validating that it, it's the expected type of input? And also, are you validating that it is the right? So in the case of a wallet address, it's the right wallet address or that it's a, a correct destination address if you're sending out. So what they're talking about here is, you know, validate the inputs. That's a that's a very good practice, but it wouldn't stop the use of the tool necessarily. It just means that it cleans up the use to make sure that the tool is not going to allow you to put a rogue address. Now, the reason they probably put that low is because you really should be copy-pasting the address at this point. There's no reason not to because every tool gives you the copy option for wallet addresses. And like for me, I have a barcode scanner and I can just scan it into the field. So it's not a major thing because you should be copying it in, which should pretty much guarantee and never screw it up. Like you would ever type that. And it looks like it's mostly the kind of wallet addresses that they were calling out. So I'm not that I agree. That's not really that big of a deal. Naming convention. This one, I don't even know why I called it out as a thing, but in certain code languages, there's a, a syntax you're supposed to follow in terms of the case, whether or not certain's capitalized or not. And there's a pickiness as to mixed case versus capitals and all this type thing. 
it doesn't hurt anything. It doesn't break anything of the code. It's more for readability, code standard, code. Like if somebody else are coming along and troubleshooting your code, that they know what things are doing. It doesn't break anything. They call it informational. That's fine. I wouldn't have even bothered calling that out. It's a joke, in my opinion. Uh, an unnecessary array as counter. So it's talking about... Da, 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 da. Okay. So they're using an array to count, to track. So basically what you say is, how many of X do I have? It loops through and does a count and spits it back out. What they're saying is, uh, don't use an array. Use this here. This normally goes to memory, but they also said it's gas optimization, which I agree with. And it looks like they fixed it. They put it as a low. So that usually means that it wouldn't have affected you necessarily. It was more just to kind of clean it up and possibly save a few bucks on the gas. Because I would have done the array too if I were writing it. So I can see where the array might have made sense. The counter is all good because it minimizes how much code needs to execute. The array is probably easier to troubleshoot. So that one's like a style design choice. It's not a big deal. Missing emit events. Uh, status of sensitive variables should be able to emit events as notifications. So da, 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 da. this looks like it's for being able to trap when things are happening. So what I'm assuming it is so that you can basically say, okay, once something's happened, verify that it was done and it emits back. Yes, this was done or no, it wasn't done. I'm assuming that's what it is. They did it. So whatever it was, um, they resolved that. Uh, divide by zero error. Um, this one only affects. So what happens is when you have these tokens that have just an ungodly amount of zeros, the divide by zero error tends to start screwing stuff up. And what happens is like with gate IO, for example, it like truncates you off five zeros because it ran into that issue. And then I think it was trust wallet that had that issue as well. It's a big issue when you have a lot of freaking zeros going on and it just, it looks like they resolved it, but basically what it did, it, it checks to see if it's zero and if it's not zero, then it'll return that it's, you know, whatever the value when where this would come into play would be it where this wouldn't even execute all that much this would not be that big of a deal because you would never have or you should never have in a transactional way it's you do this division and it spits back something that's that's zero or not zero or you get a divide by zero issue and that mostly is only going to happen on these again these ungodly amount zero type tokens which to be fair, are probably the, the majority of them. So I can see why they called it out and why they called it minor. I would have not called it minor, though. This one I would have probably called a medium because when you do a divide by zero, that's actually a crash, essentially. You're, it's not going to go anywhere. So I would have called that a medium, but they called it a minor. It got fixed anyway, regardless. Missing input validation again. I talked about that one. Uh, require and assert functions. Uh, this goes for testing errors, testing variants, uh, checking conditions. It's, uh, again, goes back to code preference. This is one of those things where code standards and clean code and that kind of thing, it's not a big deal. They did fix it. Uh, incompatibility with deflationary tokens. So this is the one that I was really intrigued about. They called it a minor. They did fix it. So what they're saying here, or they acknowledged that they didn't change anything. So I want to read what it says here. When they add or remove liquidity tokens into the router. So if you think about all the other swaps like Shiba Swap or Sushi Swap or Uniswap or Pancake Swap, you can create a liquidity pair, right? So in the liquidity pairs, what it's talking about in the pool, you add your tokens in there. There are mint and burn operations for this. When you're transferring Ethereum deflationary, 
the amount may not be equal because of the fee. And so then the inconsistency occurs and the transaction may fail due to the nonsense that's built into Ethereum. And that's a big deal. I would, I would argue that's a pretty big deal. They called it minor. I would call that a medium just because I think that's something that everybody's going to run into if you didn't fix that. But I can see kind of the justification because it's not like everybody's doing liquidity pools. So perhaps they say, we're not going to have very many people doing liquidity pools, so I'm not going to worry about it as that big of a deal. They didn't change anything. They just said in the recommendation, regulate what liquidity pool tokens are supported. And then, you know, when you come across the issue, add some mitigations to try to, you know, track balances and that sort of thing. And that's that's probably good enough because you probably wouldn't have too many people creating liquidities. I flipped that, though. Because as it's Satama, you might have some whales that want to build liquidity pools to bridge over to other tokens that are not already supported on Cytomask. So I can see it kind of become a thing, but it looks like they have a remediation, you know, the capability to remediate it at some point. So it's not a big deal. Uh, Missing input validation again. This is for a non-zero address. So this one's basically saying, Make sure that when they plug in an address that it's not a zero-based address. It's required. you got to make sure it's actually there. That makes common sense to me. Require and assert again. Uh, deflationary tokens again. A lot of these are duplicates. So there's this is the naming convention again. It's a different, uh, it's the same thing. Um, it looks like it's, it looks like they called it out at different levels for different um, types of, types of, uh, I don't know why they're doing that that way, but there are a lot of these are duplicates in terms of the finding. Like normally I would call the finding as the type of issue and then I would categorize, okay, it was affected here and affected here. They called out what area of the tool it was in and then the issue. And then it's a different area of the tool, same issue. So it looks like there's more issues than there actually were. There there actually are less issues that are true issues. The naming convention is one issue. Even if it appears in two different places, it's just one issue. It's the same problem. That's a that's an audit nitpick that I'm like, eh. Uh, gas optimization doesn't affect functionality of the code. Um, they're saying, you know, might consider optimizing the code a little bit to reduce the gas. I would love to see that. But the reason that that one stands out to me and the reason that I'm curious how that would behave is, remember that the pitch behind Cytomask is that it's going to help save on gas fees. So if they found something that was not optimizing the gas, that means they are calling gas at some level. So this seems to justify what the theory was, which is that they're just using Satama as the source of gas for payments. But that means you're you're spending more Satama than you should, if I'm reading that right. Uh, code style is whatever. I, I don't even know why to call it out. It's whatever. Um, volatile code is basically they're talking about edge cases. So it's like in this in this 20% of a situation, this might cause a problem. Yes, that's an issue, but it's not a major deal. Uh, logic issues, um, notes. So that one goes to if somebody else comes across the code and you're trying to interpret what the heck they were trying to do, and if your code wasn't written clean enough, it that can cause an issue for them. It doesn't affect the current team. It doesn't affect your, as an investor, your use of the tool. Optimization is probably the only thing on here that really affects you predominantly because as you use the token, you know, your whatever token that you're trading, depending on how they do this gas transfer for the transaction, it might cause certain people to FOMO sell because they'll be like, you told us it saves us gas, you know, and then it doesn't really do it or something. So that would be the only one I'd call out, but that's only because the pitch was it was going to dramatically save on gas. And if it doesn't, that could be an issue. And hopefully that's not the case. Uh, Check some calculations. 
Um, this one's kind of more preference. It's not a big deal. I mean, this is a clean report, folks. It's a, it, From what I can tell as a former auditor myself, it's a clean report. I don't see any major things that I would call anywhere close to major in this. It was actually pretty well done. The only things I saw, again, were a lot of these are just duplicates of the same thing. They're just in different areas of the tool, it looks like, rather than just calling it as one thing. So it makes it look like there's more issues than there should be. Because if I'm looking at this correctly, there's like missing input validation looks like it's in three different sections, but that's one issue. It's missing input validation, and you call out three areas where you found that problem, but it's one problem. Uh, naming convention was called out, looks like twice. That's one problem. Um, Arrayus counter was called out once. Uh, emit events, divide by zero. And then uh, input validation again. So, it, and then require and assert is called out. And then deflationary tokens called out. So really you only have seven real issues by definition of what an issue should be called out. But it's displayed as 12 because some of these are duplicated because they're in different places of the tool, if that makes any sense. I think this is a very clean report. It's actually very good. Um, kudos to the team for resolving what they did resolve. And I agree in the situations that they said, hey, we acknowledge it's a potential concern and we'll keep an eye on it. But it looks like they worked really hard to try to fix whatever was reported, even though they didn't have to. Like the thing with the unnecessary array, they didn't have to do that. But the fact they chose to do it was good for you because it looks like it would have gone to optimization of gas. So, folks, I, I'm giving this a thumbs up as far as what I see on the CERTIC audit report. It's a very good result. And, again, the team looks like they worked really hard to clean this up. And if that doesn't convince you that they're serious about trying to make this thing work long term, I don't know what will. Now, I'm going to caution you because as I, uh, there were a couple of people on social media that were calling out the various graphical and grammatical and spelling issues that were found in the beta tool that was posted to the Apple Store, I guarantee you that's going to cause some FOMO cells. Whatever this gas optimization thing is, that's going to cause some FOMO cells. So while it is spiking right now, and I suspect that to sustain somewhat, do expect a little bit of FOMO selling just based on these semantic type things with the tool. And then, of course, as we all know in crypto, you know, expectations get set. The expectation has been established with people's mind that this is somehow going to magically cause you not to have to spend on gas to transaction Ethereum tokens. And people in the industry know that you're always going to have to spend Ethereum gas because it's part of the blockchain. And the theory that we have that know it is that they're just going to use Satama as the source of the gas and basically do a sell and transition, but you won't see it or have to hold Ethereum in the wallet. That's not hiding the that's not that's not removing the gas. It's just simply using a different currency to pay for it. But if it's magically able to do what they've stated, kudos to them. I'm just saying for your warning as an investor, if you are current or future, just be aware there's gonna be some people that took what they said at straight face value. You told me there's no gas, do, 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 and they're gonna sell out because they thought they were misled because they don't understand the way this works. At the end of the day, Ethereum gas fees is part of the blockchain. It's not within Satama's control that you get charged for the network transaction. However, what is in their control is what currency is used if they have an initial transaction that does a sell and then use that as gas. That'd be the only way that I could feasibly do it. However, as an investor myself, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt, get in the tool, play around with it. And, you know, I'm happy to kind of kick the tires and do a review for you if you think that's beneficial. Um, for anybody that's that's less technically inclined or is still kind of hesitant 
at this point, though, based on the audit report, I have a good positive feeling like I've always had going into Q1. And I mentioned I was going to be bullish about it. And I did mention, you know, there was a slight bit like a week after when I estimated, but they're right around when I estimated that it'd be completed with the audit because I had a pretty good sense of what the scope was going to be and I was pretty target on. So I'm, I remain bullish Q1. I don't see a reason why you should be hesitant. Um, the team looks like they are trying to do a better job with communication and things. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And again, I will watch the project. I'm not going to worry about the bear season. But just don't get overexcited about the growth because there will be some FOMO selling. I guarantee you this. That's all I got for you. Happy holidays if you didn't hear the previous update. And I will post this out now.